This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. April is National Safe Digging Month, and 811 is the number you need to call before you dig. And today on the program, we welcome Linda Waters from Atmos Energy to talk about calling before you dig and the hazards of digging without having utility lines marked. That's a lot of fun conversation, too. Oh, yeah, I got a whole story around that. (laughs) Join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Man, we've got so much stuff going on right now to talk about. But how are you guys doing? Hey, I'm all well. I came in. I got an ear that's three times too big from a something bit me yesterday. You know the hazards of being oh, yeah. out. Something I can barely get my headphones on. That ear so big. I have to admit, if, if if all right, picture in your head. Close your eyes and picture a three times swollen red. Like tomato red ear. Ear. And then you have a really short haircut. So everybody gets to enjoy it. (laughs) It's on display. Wow. (laughs) Jeff, what did you get into this week? Um, Let's see. What what did we do? We we went to the boat. Um, That's a lot of work. (laughs) You know, somebody's got to do it. Um, Had a few beverages. Well, we're not talking about that. That's uh -uh. So... um, we we did. We're we're doing some um, kind of cosmetics and preventive maintenance on the boat. So mm-hmm. we were we were very productive and uh, had a great weekend. In fact, didn't come back until Monday. Okay, nice. I love an extended weekend. Well, well, it's it's so much fun when you wake up on Sunday morning knowing that you don't have to leave until Monday. You don't have Monday. to leave until Monday. Yeah. I know. I'm a, I I'm a big believer in that. How do we get those? <laughs> You got to be the boss. You got to be the boss. Uh, that's it. That's my boss it. is really good about letting me do that. Right. <laughs> Mine too. Right. Well, um, I this weekend my my job, and of course uh, Linda's here too, and we're going to be talking to her back and forth from from Atmos. This uh, this weekend for me, I was I made flower holes. That was my job. I was oh. the flower hole guy. So oh, okay. my wife went and bought tons of flowers, and mm-hmm. then she would point at places in our yard for me to dig a hole. And that now, was, was this my, with a shovel or a, with a shovel. Ooh. Okay, um, did you call Linda before you just started digging? Uh, that is exactly <laughs> why. Not. That is exactly why when when we said that we we're going to have Linda on the show today, I was like, oh no, oh no, oh, no. Been, there were no markings I just in my sat yard. Here and did that, and now this lady's going to be on the program to tell me how bad I was. Well, but I didn't go deep because. Uh, if you listen to Felder's show, he'll tell you dig a wide hole, not a deep hole. Not a deep hole. So, that's so anyway, true. Um, so anyway, that's what I did this weekend, and I am now going to find out why all of that was incorrect. Uh, <laughs> well, let me tell you what I did. I won't. I won't tell Jeff about this because you know um, we've talked about putting up flammable objects around your house. <laughs> so we tore a deck down out in the country. Uh huh. And we stored all those boards, and I'm putting them up as siding. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it really looks pretty awesome. Oh, I bet it does. I'll have to send you a picture of it. But we spent, now, we spent Sunday doing that. There's a um, – is this working? Yeah. Okay. There's a um, 
It's not a trick. It's a technique. I don't like the word trick. But if you will take that wood and take a torch and just torch it like you would a charcoal or something. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 burn it. Just torch it. Right. You, you you would never have to paint it. Uh, I don't know a lot about it. We're investigating it now. We're we're going to be installing it on a house. So, but if you YouTube it, you, there's a lot of information I'm out gonna there. I'm going to look that up because we're doing it on verticals on the big walls, yep. and then there's some small walls that we want to do accents on horizontals, and that would probably well, be awesome. And there. another thing too. It, it serves another purpose. Termites um, do not like it when you do that. Hey, but do the wood bees? Oh. No, 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 none of your wood destroying um, pests. insects pests will bother li- that. Uh, no, that, that that's, awesome. that's what I'm learning now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll try that out the next time I'm down there. That's that's cool. Good deal. I wanted to get something real quick that that uh, I saw. Yes, I'm one of those geeks who is connected to the Mississippi State Board of Contractors. Uh, so I see their Facebook posts. Well, last night they 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 went out, and I've not seen them do this in a little while. But they said, "Consumer beware." With another round of severe weather predicted this week, MSBOC is seeking is seeing a lot of offers for free roofing inspections and estimates to repair storm or hail damage. All right, that's that, that's not unusual. That's not uncommon, especially here during the spring. But they're saying Mississippi law requires a state license for roofing repairs over ten thousand dollars. Use the search contractor function on their website, msboc.us, to verify a license. And I want to say that starting off by this. I've, I've got a friend here at the station who uh, asked me the best way to do a thing. And I said, you know, you should go hire a general contractor so that person uh, can kind of keep an eye on everything. Well, they did. They went out and hired a general. Turns out this general didn't have a license. Right, right. And uh, the the project is in disarray and looks to possibly have been done improperly. And now they're going to have to fix it, but there's already been money swapped. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a... It's so terrible to see that. And and, and the, the whole point of it that I thought about was that this guy, uh, really regret, a really great guy, smart, intelligent, knows the right things to do, knows the right things to say, but just like the rest of us, got all excited about it getting done right now. Mm-hmm. And here's the money. When can you get done? When right. can you get done? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we do this. Unfortunately, I have done this and, and basically got robbed of fifty grand probably ten years ago. Yeah. But, but this Let is. Let me. I want to add one thing to the roofing. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now this is very very important. We we are we are always going to have. Not, not only out of town, but we're going to have people knocking on door. Hey, your roof needs to be replaced. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing, sometimes, um, we I think you have an insurance claim. You need to call your insurance. Be extremely careful when you do this. When you call your insurance company and file a claim, yeah, you have a claim regardless if that is a claim or not. Does that does that make sense? Words, it registers on your insurance as a claim on the account. It registers as a claim on your account when your adjuster comes out, and if that claim is denied, the big computer in the sky, you have a claim. So when you shop insurance, how many claims have you had? Oh, zero. 
Well, yeah, no. Back in back in May, back in April, you, you inquired. You you called in a claim. It was denied, but you have a claim. And a reputable roofer will let you know if the you know because I have some friends that are looking at needing a new roof, and I mm-hmm. told them a while back they needed a new roof. Well, then the storm came in and the roof started leaking. Right. And so they called a roofer, and it's a reputable roofing company mm-hmm. here in town mm-hmm. that we suggested that they call. And that reputable roofer said, you're probably not going to get an insurance claim. There you go. Wow. That, 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 that saved them so much money down the road. And it's real simple. It's, it's most, most insurance companies are 10 hail hits per 100 square feet. Mm-hmm. So. Depending on the age of the roof. If the it's roof a new is, one on me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hail's hail. Well, but if it's over 15 years old, they're going to go, ah, oh, it's an old roof. Mm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm disagreeing with that 100%, and I'm going to tell you why. Insurance company insured that roof when they insured that home, just like they insured the 15-year-old paint, the right. 15-year-old appliance. They, they insured that, that house. Well, so but, And I'll prove it. If the house catches on fire and it burns, are they going to discount that roof? No, they're not. Well, they're still buying but you a brand new roof. What happened was the story I was telling you about. There was hail damage, but it was an older roof, it and so matter. the roofing company said, "You got hail uh, damage, but it's an older roof. <laughs> Probably not going to get a claim." Interesting. So that came straight from the roofer. Well, obviously, never make a move until you talk to the contractor. And, and yeah, that's do, right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I would take Jeff's advice. Uh, of make sure you know you've got a claim before you call an insurance Please. company. All right, let's uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Fletch. Yeah, Fletch is on the line at Indianola. What's going on, Fletch? Morning, fellas, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, two comments. One, uh, being on hold. No, you're here. First Fletch. off, first off, don't assume all utility lines and cables are. More than a shovel deep. Yes, sir. I found out the hard way. I found out the hard way cutting some TV cable about four inches deep. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. TV cable. Yeah. And my sure. my mm-hmm. wife was not happy. Uh, um, no. Whether it's the contractor or the Yazoo clay, they didn't get very far, uh, and I, I cut right to it. So don't assume uh, that you're not going to hit the thing with a shovel. Wow. Hey, Second, uh, thanks, Fletch. Say what? Secondly, secondly, uh, my comment from being on hold, I had a depreciated. Now, obviously, it, it, Jeff, it probably varies by insurance company and insurance policy. I had a depreciated amount for an older roof with damage. But but did you replace the roof? Yeah. Okay. After you replaced the roof, did you let your insurance company know that you replaced it and send me my? It's called recoverable depreciation. They, they, they the insurance company was involved on the front end. That's right. And and I got I got some back, but I didn't get it. I didn't get it all back as if, like you say, in a fire replacement. I, I would Fletch. I would call them and see if I have. Uh, it's called. Um, um, Replacement depreciation. 
Right, and I got some back from that, and they acted like due to the age of Ruth, that was Max. Wow, that's that's very interesting. Yeah, that's right. that's kind of what I've been seeing out there is that if it's an older they're, Ruth, they're changing. I'm telling you, insurance companies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You, you're not always in 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 good hands. Right. <laughs> All right, Fletch. Uh, thank you for the uh, thank you for the comment, and you know. Linda is here. Linda Waters from Atmos. And Linda, how are you this morning? I am doing well. Thank so you, you for having me. You're welcome. You've been listening, and uh, you heard about me planting flowers this weekend. And, and I would only go down a shovel depth. But I have now learned from Fletch that that might not be the direction to go. What, what could I hit at shovel depth? Uh, the, the gas lines are actually buried about 12 inches below the surface. Oh, 12 inches below the surface is a gas line? The, the gas line, yes. 12 inches. 12 inches. So a shovel full is about, what, 9 to 10 inches? It's so close. You're, you're right yeah. there. If I'm planting trees, I better call. Right. <laughs> Listen, this, this, this is embarrassing, but we hit a gas line. We didn't call. Uh, I say we. It was my concrete contractor putting in our driveway. And we hit the gas line. Yep. Oh, it was not pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They were not happy about it. Mm-mm. They no. were actually extremely upset about it to the point that, Jeff, someone is paying for this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and we got a bill. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. it's it's real deal. Somebody got to pay for that. <laughs> I've mentioned this a couple of times. My neighbor years ago was putting in a new fence, you know, new new privacy fence. Yep. And just the very first time he put a post hole uh, digger yes. into the ground, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden there's four fire trucks and cops right. everywhere. Uh-huh. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, they get really excited about those breaks. <laughs> yeah. So, so twelve inches down, you could get into some real trouble. Twelve to eighteen inches. That's correct. And um, there's a better way to get the fire department out to your house other than hitting a gas line. Nine one one does the job. That's right. Right. You don't need to take a gas line apart. All right. You know what? Uh, we're going to take a break real quick. We've got a couple of questions to come back to. Um, and Linda, we're going to get to a lot more about eight one one and what you should be doing. Got a lot to cover today. It's time for us to take our first break for the hour. When we get back, we'll be talking with our guest Linda Waters from Atmos Energy. If you have a project coming up. And it involves digging. You'll want to put the shovel down and make sure you hear this next segment. Also, if you have any general home improvement questions, we're here ready to help. Call us at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I do have a couple of emails we'll be answering before long. Now, today our guest is Linda Waters from Atmos Energy, and today we're talking about safe digging month and why it's so important to call just before the break i'd mentioned i've been planting flowers this weekend just a shovel depth and i thought nah, i'm safe it's just a shovel right 
Apparently, I was two inches from possibly hitting a gas line and ruining my weekend. And blowing up the neighborhood. And getting a big old bill. Right. So, Linda, thanks for coming today. We, we appreciate it. Tell us tell us about you. What, what's your role at Atmos? Um, I'm a manager of public affairs with Atmos Energy. I've mm-hmm. been with the company about 25 years. I started when I was two years old, but they thought I was smart enough to keep me around, so here I am. Yes. Uh, there you go. And they brought, uh, she brought trinkets in. Yeah. Some of the trinkets that she brought in are so fun, so much fun. One of them is a, uh, it might be an overeating gopher, right? Is that Great. what that is? I'm proud of you. Most people call them a beaver, but it's a gopher. A gopher. Yeah. Well, gophers go underground. Absolutely. Yes. Beavers are in the water. Okay. Um, all right. So there's a little little gopher guy, and he tells you not to dig. i got to get one of those for, like, my car to sit up on the... You need right. to put it on exactly. your shovel. Yes. <laughs> on my shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Just duct tape it to the shovel. Right, I remember. You. <laughs> so, uh, tell us about eight one one. What? Okay, this weekend when I'm planting flowers, is that really something I need to call eight one one for? I beg you, please. <laughs> yes. It's three digits. Eight one one is so simple. Right. It's better than saying, "Hey, honey, I tore up the gas line." Right. So if you call eight one one, what that will do is that will get you connected to a professional agent who will contact utilities so that they can come out and mark the utility, underground utilities in your area. Okay, I want you to help me with this, right? Okay. So here's my scenario. I'm going to give you a common scenario. It's a weekend. Wife and I are out shopping. I won't tell you that this wasn't the exact scenario this weekend. <laughs> um, and all of a sudden we come across a whole bunch of uh, uh, beautiful plants ready to be planted, little baby flowers, you know, so she wants some flowers. Okay. All right, cool. So she buys a box of 9,000 flowers, right? <laughs> so we go home, and she picks out all the places she wanted to plant in. So I'm digging the holes. I just figured, you know, it's kind of a spontaneous moment because she saw the flowers in one of them. And I thought, who would think to call 811 at this moment? So, it, so should people really plan for those things for... Like, okay, we're going to be planning on Saturday, so we need to call them on... Planning is key. Okay. Give them a minimum 24 hours. Okay. Uh, And what that will do, that will allow time for the process to take place. Because, of course, once an agent gets that information, that will be disseminated out to the um, different utility companies. And, of course, that gives them time to get there to to make the markings that you typically see in the street and you may have noticed before paint markings oh yeah in the street that's what that means is that's that what, what it represents. is that also is that uh the little flags you see sometimes what are those yes those yellow flags uh-huh. those are flags that represent natural gas lines really those are atmosphere energy flags mm-hmm. uh, and let me make a suggestion to our listeners and to those of us in this room we tend to be a culture of reaction instead of being proactive we're reactive yep and so one of the things that i've done at my house is that because i've been there long enough is that i've had one call i've done the 811 for specific things around there and then i took pictures <laughs> Oh. Of where those lines are. That was smart. Yeah. So now I know where everybody is. So when I was planting my trees, I was laughing because you knew I knew exactly where all those lines are. That's well, genius. You know, and another thing, too, to that I think is important. Eight one one is free to the consumer. Mm-hmm. So when you when you That's call when you call eight one one, it doesn't doesn't cost you anything, but it it can take up you know to to you know a couple of days right. to to get them marked. So. But right. I think that's important to know. So if we just decide to plant some flowers, and like I said, I didn't think anything about that because it's how how deep am I going, right? How bad could it be? Well, apparently it could be really bad. 
Mm-hmm. So, You're right. And the small hole after you call 811 is better than a bigger hole without calling it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because <laughs> when they come in to do that repair work that you're going to pay for, it can be... Yeah. And look, it's not, it's not inexpensive. <laughs> you're going to pay for Tell the gas that preach comes it. out of that line. Preach it across the table. <laughs> right? right? Yes, you're correct. It's free up front if you make the call. Exactly. Yeah, but, right. but after that... Not so much. All right, let's go to the phones real quick. We've had a lot of folks uh, hanging on for a minute. Chico's in Oxford. We know you, Chico. What's going on? Hey, y'all. Good morning. morning. Um, I want to say first that I agree with Jeff about use of the word technique over trick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I try not to use that word. (laughs) It's a much better word. Exactly. Also, maybe on a show when you have more time, Last week, Jeff mentioned um, a, uh, a job that he had going on where the dude had a budget enough to build a unique house. Yes. And I, if, if it's okay to tell details and you don't mind, I'd like to hear more about the uniqueness of uh, what's being built. That that would be a great topic, yeah, and, right. um, and I will uh, definitely share. Uh, but, you know, think bowling alleys and water slides. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Right, and a pad. <laughs> appreciate it, man. <laughs> All right, I've got a, uh, I've got, I've got a, uh, an email here that I really wanted to get to, and because it's a very easy solution, if you know what to ask for when you go to the store, asking so, the right questions. That's right. All right, so the, uh, here's the email. The other day, one of the supports for a towel rack fell off the wall. It had a yellow plastic anchor on the screw that went into the wall. It left a large hole in the plasterboard. Uh, the hole is now larger than the screw and the anchor. The hole is large and smooth. There's nothing for a new anchor to hold on to. How do you fix this? What kind of anchor is best to use? I'm glad you sent in. Uh, this is thanks, Lily. And Lily, if you go to the store, one of the one of the basics uh, uh, one of the basic things that you can get into is something called a toggle bolt. Okay, toggle bolt has a little spring-loaded thing on on one end of it, and what it does is when you push this toggle bolt through the wall, the spring uh, the spring pops out and makes these two levers come out and pull against the sheetrock from the other side. So, in other words, this makes it so that you can put a towel rack into the wall without hitting a stud. Um, but it's called a toggle bolt. Real easy, real cheap. It's been around for forever. You probably want to buy yourself a washer while you're at it. There's what? A, she? How does she fix her hole? <laughs> she got a big old hole. Well, she still, well, she still wants the 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 towel bar there. Yeah, but what, what if the hole that. is bigger than the? Well, if the hole is bigger than then well. You just need a bigger toggle bolt, man. Uh, I'm going to put on my towel rack and there's going to be a hole. Well, obviously, if there's a hole that's large, you're going to have to fill it with, uh, uh, I know we want to call it sheetrock mud, but, folks, it's called joint compound. And uh, but that's what yeah, you and if it's yeah. too big, you may want to cut out sheetrock and right. install some new sheetrock. But um, you can go back in with a towel rack, sure. with a toggle bolt, and just hold it there. And then keep keep in mind what it's holding. It's holding a towel. A towel. Okay. Right. Right. Now I would like to give a technique if I have time. Yes, give a technique. Um, grab bars. Everyone, you know, we're we're not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they make <laughs> they make towel bars that also. 
act as a grab bar. Oh, wow. Now, in, and this is a very easy do-it-yourself on the weekend. You can take a piece of wood and, and get it decorative, uh-huh. but put it on the outside of your wall. It's easier to – and make this thing, you know, as long as the grab bar. Right. It's a lot easier to find that stud. With the two-by-four. Well, two-by-four, a, 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 a one-by, something right. that looks good. Mm-hmm. And then attach that to the outside of the sheetrock into your studs. Then put your grab bar onto that. Onto that. That huh. was what I was going to – that's exactly what I was going to talk about. And it's a great little, you know, thing for the homeowner to do – Take care of mom or dad that really needs that that grab bar and and you're right a standard towel rack going to hold what 15 pounds yeah, maybe it, yeah. It, yeah if the towel's wet right so mm-hmm. okay. yeah now you can grab a hold of it and, you know whenever you lose your balance like I do quite you know, a lot if, these if it's if it's a real grab bar <laughs> if it's a real grab bar sure. but you got to get it into those studs that's right all right uh, so Charlie is on the line and Lena and uh, Charlie wants to hear about some digging issues you with us man. Yeah, I'm here. How okay. y'all doing? Very good. So what do you have the, for us this morning? I just want to make a point that digging's not the only way to hit a gas line. Mm. If you have a driving uh, <clears throat> T-post in your yard, yeah. you, might, you might find one also. Uh, what what was that? that Charlie, Charlie, you're good if you can find one with a T-post. T-post, yeah. <laughs> you well, know, a, 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 a T-post. Oh, oh. They're so, they're about that big around. Uh huh. About an yeah. inch around. <laughs> yeah. So you'd have to aim. The little blade, the little blade on the side that's happening next to Oh man. man. Uh oh. Are you speaking from the heart, there, Charlie? Right. <laughs> 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 Luckily, I was able to fix it myself, um, and it wasn't leaking. <laughs> that's even worse. <laughs> Linda's over Linda, here. you better say something. She's right. just like, oh, my God. <laughs> In the words of Ricky Ricardo, Which is a perfect example of just, you know, you can nick a line and create an issue. You can either have, you can have make your neighbors happy or angry. Right. But see, 811 makes a difference. This blows my mind. I could have completely ruined my neighborhood this weekend. Mm-hmm. Planting flowers. <laughs> it had been a really bad day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, let me ask you this real quick. Uh, this was uh, Java. Java helps me. You know, he's the producer of the show, and he comes up with a lot of the questions. And this one came up, and I just had to read it. What happens if the utility lines are in a place where I want to dig or work? Adding a fence or addition to my house. I thought maybe the answer might be you move it, you don't. You don't put the thing there, you don't put the the deck there, the the fence there. You it know. may be a wise thing to do. Just maybe decide to put it in a different location and move it farther back or either forward or either back. Have you ever asked, has anyone ever asked uh, you guys to move utility lines? Uh, we have re- relocated lines. Typically really? that happens if there's a um, construction uh, a construction site or someone's purchase an appliance so they purchase or adding on and they want to relocate the line yes we will relocate the lines oh okay I had that done and two the utility companies can make a mistake the utility companies is not the one that puts the infrastructure in first of all Right, you contract is that, that. Is that out? Is that contracted out typically? That's contracted out. However, we are aware with where there are those. Oh, of course, are, yes, we're aware, yes. But we contract uh, use companies. Yeah, and that's of course. And you may see some of the work going on in communities around the state now. Uh, we're making infrastructure improvements. Right. Okay. Okay. A, a a water company. 
uh, where we're uh, presently building, um, sit there. It's called a curb stop. It's the water line that, and they, it just comes out. It's called a curb stop. Well, it they it was actually in the middle of the garage. So that that was a case where I had to call the water company and say, "Hey guys, oh. would y'all please move your, you know, your curb stop over to you know closer to the property line is where and and inside their easement because it was outside of the utility easement." Oh. Yeah, so. sometimes, and I had, years ago, I woke up one morning, my house smelled like gas. It's, that's a bad day. Yeah. And there was no digging involved. It's just an old house. Well, you know, I ended up having to call the utility. They cut my gas. And so I worked with Atmos to move the meter. Oh. Because my meter was out in the front yard under a huge tree. Uh-huh. And when I, I had to put in a new sewer line... And when I did that, I worked out. I think it cost me $15 for them to come in and put that meter back up at my house. Really? Yeah, it was nothing. I was like, man, yeah. I should have done this a long time ago. So <laughs> that meter sitting right out in the front yard. Right. Yeah, that's a great, which you brought up another great, excellent point about smelling gas. Typically, if you say if you smell gas, most people say, well, what does gas smell like? Gas in its natural state does not have smell. a smell. We have to add uh, what's called mercapitin too. The gas. So it's like a smell sulfur it. smell, right? It, exactly. A sulfur smell. Uh, and we, we encourage your listeners, if you think you smell gas, mm-hmm. act fast. And act fast means exit right. the room. <laughs> yeah, get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run screaming and yelling, I right. smell gas. But just promptly right. leave the room and go to a safe location where you can make a call. Well, um, I know all of us have. And, you know, you rarely see it. But on occasion... You see one of those moments on the news where an entire house has just oh, been yeah. blown completely up. Sure. Just blown up completely. I know? had gone into new construction, and when I walked in the door, I was hit in the face with a gas smell. Ooh. I immediately I opened the door and the windows, and I called the listing agent. And she came over. Well, of course, she couldn't smell it by then because she I'd aired it all out. Yeah. And I was like, There's a, there is something going on here. Long story short, they had hit the gas line with a trim nail around the fireplace. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, hit, hit the... Hit the, um, the, the service line going into yeah, the fireplace. Not, not, not the black iron, but the, wow. the... And you could, if you put your ear right up near to it, you could hear the... Yep. Oh, that's scary. It well, was. It was know, fr- it's, very frightening. It's, it's it's a serious thing, and I'm glad Linda's here today. We 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 put a gas test on the house the minute we install the gas line. And mm-hmm. tell us what that is. A pressure okay, test. It's, it's a pressure test. We 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 pump it up, and um, so it's I, got I a think, whole I think pressure. We go right? to fifteen pounds or fifteen ounces. Y- y'all, y'all put in how much into the house? We we deliver at uh, anywhere like four ounces. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I think we pressurize our lines to ten or twelve pounds. You know, which is much, much more than the gas will ever do. Right. But that gauge stays on that home until they come set the the, the actual meter. Right. So it's not just a one and done. Oh, okay. No, you watch it over a period of time. Absolutely. And, and if it changes. Just like that, anything like that can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and outside temperature will, will change that gauge as well. So it's, well, it's, it's, it's a lot involved in getting gas inside your home. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned before a leak in the water lines and how to find a small leak 
which is looking into your water box and seeing that little blue or red dial go around. You know, take a picture of it five minutes later, come back out. If it's moved, you've got a leak. Is there any equivalent to that with gas anywhere that, that yep. people could know about? Yeah, we actually, um, if there is, in fact, a leak, again, we call us. Right. Please call us. Right. We'll send someone out. There's uh, trained technicians that have equipment that can come out and determine exactly where that leak is right. located. Well, and you can tell on your meter, too, because I had this with an agent that called me, and it was an empty house, and she said, that house smells like gas every time we walk in. But the owners who were out of state didn't want to address it, well, and she not. was frightened by it. So I told her, I said, I want you to go over to the meter. If there are no gas lights on, nothing in that house, gas that is on, I want you to take a picture of that meter and then go back and take another picture in five minutes and look. And sure enough, there really? was, the gas was running, but everything was off in that house. And I was right. like, you know, what do you do? These people are out of state. They don't want to have to deal with it. Right. So, you know, if well, it blows up, it blows up. That's <laughs> well, great. Thank that's you for fair. teaching us how to look and find it. That's, right, because those dials, they look like little miniature clocks. Now, are these the ones that are on, the, like, the gray little box that are out in your yard? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Or adjacent to your home. Right. Most, yeah. In most cases, it's adjacent to the home, unless you live in a rural area and the right. meter may be out at the road. Right. But typically, it's right next to your home and looks like little miniature clocks right. on, the, on the meter. So if it's moving and, and nothing's on... You got a problem. Interesting. Okay. You know what? We need to go ahead and take another break real quick. It's time for another one. And if you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We're talking about 811 and being safe before you dig with Linda Waters from Atmos Energy. Also, we're taking your home improvement questions. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Also, uh, if someone is just joining us, Linda, tell us again about the importance of dialing 811, no matter the project, if it involves digging. It is so important to call 811. And it's more important to plan before you, you dig. And this is whether you're residential, commercial, it doesn't matter. If you're going to, if you have an excavation project, small or large, right. call 811 first. So even a, even a person putting their shovel in the ground is worth a call. A shovel in the ground. Okay. Please call. And, and two, I, w- I would like to add this. When you call 811, they're not only locating gas. They're they're locating all the underground mm-hmm. utilities, yeah. electrical, cable, so, yeah, everything. water. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, oh, I did want to mention this. Coming up on April 30th and May 1st at the Clyde Muse Center in, in Pearl is a home show presented by the Home Builders Association of Jackson and will be there on April 30th. We'll be there April 30th that morning, Saturday morning, broadcasting our show live. So that'll be a lot of fun. That'll right? be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Francis is on the line and Natchez has been waiting for way too long. He's got a question about his home. What's going on, Francis? Uh, I had one question originally. Thanks for having me on first. Yes, sir. But uh, uh, listen, listening to the Atmos uh, gas lady brought back a memory, and I got a question, and then I'll go to my original question. All right. Uh, I used to be pub, uh, assistant public works director for the city of Natchez, and we were doing some erosion control work in the neighborhood. It was an all-electric neighborhood, and uh, I had the guy digging down with the backhoe, and we found an electric line that fed the whole community laying on top of a gas line. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Laying on they, top uh, of the gas line. shut the electricity off and uh, made it right. But that scared me. And I can't. Wow. That's, that's scary because the, what would be carrying gas is conductive. Yeah. Uh, you know, in other words, so electricity lying near anything plumbing, there's conductive. It was laying right on the gas line. Man, any, any kind of nick or anything like that could have shot that power right through your plumbing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's you know, a bad situation. The gas that's... line that was feeding uh, the neighborhood was laying on the electric line that was feeding the neighborhood. Ah. Two big lines. Hmm. Wow. wow. My last question uh, is to the Atmos gas lady. Uh, back in the day, they had uh, Linda. Uh, <laughs> well, I forgot the name. <laughs> That's why I said I'll it. I'll take it because gas is good. The gas, <laughs> gas tastes naturally good. <laughs> back in the day, I remember they used to put the uh, the gas line in using uh, uh, black uh, black iron. And now, uh, do they go through the, the poly pipe now? So there was a time when um, the the um, the, the metal metal was used yeah, uh, for the gas lines, the yeah. black iron, cast iron. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we actually are have projects going on throughout the state and all across of our divisions where we're changing those lines to the um, the what you may see yellow rolls of line or either black with the yellow stripe down there. Uh-huh. Um, so we are we are moving to a, to a different um, source now. Oh, thank goodness. Yes. Thank goodness. Okay. Um, and now the, the next question is to you guys. Uh, when I built my house. I had a metal roof put installed. The guys talked me into stripping it out, putting uh, one and a half inch thick styrofoam in between the strips. Okay, it's a brick home. I got inch styrofoam going all the way around it. It's on a slab. I got double insulated windows. Uh, I got eight inches of uh, uh, fiberglass insulation in the ceiling. Uh, in some of the rooms, I had some of that inch and a half styrofoam left. I put it between the rafters, put eight-inch uh, fiberglass uh, insulation there. But I noticed this. It's colder in the house than it is outside. Explain. Isn't that the point? You're talking about in the winter? It's it's cooler inside? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. You've probably got some type of a draft somewhere. A lot of folks think insulation instead of sealing. So it could be that you've got an area that needs to be sealed up. Canned lights can allow for there to be a draft. Receptacles. Receptacles can be drafty. Um, And you may have an open, what I call, 
there's a better word for it, Jeff, than a technical word. Like if you sometimes I'll get up in an attic and I'll look and like where a cabinet or a shelf has been put in right. and there's a cavity right there and the wall around that has not been insulated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. You know, you can take a um, aim and flame, you know, something that you would light your uh, a grill with right. and, and put it, light it and put it in front of your receptacle and see if you have air. A backdraft oh, air. Yeah, that's a there. great way the, to find the something. The theory is if they are not sealed, it's like having a window open in your house mm-hmm. all the time. All those outlets on those so. exterior walls. And you can buy those foam. I, I actually did this in my yeah, house. because like the it, foam pad thing. The foam pad. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. took the, the, the cover off and put that back in. But you still have that hole. So I took the little baby plugs, you know, that keep children from sticking right. their fingers uh-huh. in there and put those on all my exterior walls, and that really helped. But you may have a bigger if, issue. If you're brave enough to get up get up in the attic and seal that hole, you know, that three-inch hole in the two-by-four. Anywhere, you, yeah, you've got the, penetrations they, they in the attic coming down that you may have. <laughs> so it sounds to me like you've got a drafting issue yeah. and not an insulation issue. Buy a case of caulk. Thank you. I never would. I never would have uh, tried. I'm going to try, but you guys don't. Thank All right. Thank you, sir. You Appreciate it. Use use fire caulk. Yeah, use a fire caulk, and you can use fire foam now. Yes. This oh. I'm telling you, I need to buy stock in foam, in foam because if you go to the big box stores, they got shelves and shelves <laughs> and shelves, and there is rodent foam, right. and there's insect foam, and there's fire foam, right. and I mean, and there's there's spongy foam because if you use the hard foam around your doors. You got a problem because yeah. now it's going to expand. But the the spongy stuff you can take your trim and put right back on top of it, and that'll happen too if you don't have. And I this was this happened in my house. My house was built in fifty eight. I'm such a nerd that I went around and took off all my interior trim mm-hmm. around my doors. Oh. And you know what was in there? What? Newspaper. Newspaper. Yeah. Sure. So I pulled it out. It was from 1958. I was yeah. reading all kinds of things that happened in 1958 right. in Ridgeland, Mississippi. So, I, And then I took the spongy foam, and I foamed up around those yep. doors and those windows. And huh. it, I mean, that's that's aggressive, but you did the right thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I am a little weird. I like that aggressive. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a yeah aggressive yeah, thank you. DIY. Aggressive. <laughs> I mean, a shirt with that with flames on it. <laughs> All right, Rick is on the line in Madison and uh, repairing a hole in the drywall. You heard us talking about the drywall hole, right? And sometimes if you've got a you're out between two studs, and if you need to replace a hole that's bigger than you can really just do with the uh, drywall uh, right. uh, mud. Um, what I found to, to, to do is take a, uh, a piece of a, a paint stirrer board, you know, they're like a big right. coat depressor or something, right. and cut it, cut it long enough to extend on either side of your hole, yep. and then glue that in place from the back side. You may need to drill a hole in it so you can... Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. I got you. Yeah. And it, you may have to set up for a day before you can go forward. Then you've got something to put your piece of, of uh, drywall in to fill in the hole, because otherwise you're never going to get the plane of the front of that new piece to fall through. That's going to fall through. That's a great got, idea. Oh, Thank you for that that technique. You know, you, you can you can <laughs> screw the two ends of that paint stick instead of gluing. That's how I've done it in the yeah, past. Just, and just, then you put some screws in. If there. you if you put the screws in there well enough, they'll they'll sink a little bit. And when you put your your sheetrock, what we call mud, over it, you'll never know it. You'll never know it was there. 
So the other, so. The other thing is, uh, on the digging issue, we built this house. I know where the utility lines are. I still get them to come out and tell me if I'm doing something. That's a good, yeah. But, mm-hmm. but I know where they are, and I was doing some yard work where the electric line was coming off the pole and running along the edge of the yard. Uh, and I think I was just uh, doing some tilling. And I wasn't going to go down as far as the electric line. I don't, I don't remember how far it down is supposed to be, 12 right. inches, 18 inches. I don't remember, whatever it is. Well, it wasn't anywhere near that. So my tiller was hitting on the electrical line. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. For, uh, mm. for my house or my neighbor's house because it comes off mm. the same pole, runs across our lot. So just because you know where something is, don't assume that it's as far down as it's supposed right. to be. You know, I said shovel. I've kept saying shovel on this show, but tillers and and, and those kind of things, it depends on how deep you go, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I guess if you're going to till the ground, you should 811 first, right? Any excavation. Any, any, any. You can get, if you're going to take your tablespoon and go out there and dig a hole. Okay. (laughs) Any is an exclamation. I mean, Linda is so right on this because now, listen, we're all human. We we have been in neighborhoods, and it's nothing against nothing against anybody, but stuff happens. Rain happens. There's equipment out there. We we have literally observed where the um, gas line or or the power line you could see it on top of the ground. It was buried, but there was so much erosion that happened. Oh. You know, and, and, you know, people are pulling on this stuff. Everybody's working everywhere. Right. So call 811. It's free. <laughs> I mean, come on. All right. Let's keep on going. Um, let's see. David's on the line in Clarksdale, and he's got a problem that, Pam, I know you've come across before. Uh, David, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I've got an old 1935 house, and every single window is painted shut front back and what is the i won't say trick uh technique right is there a technique to loosen these up i mean yes yes there's there's one good thing i want to start with first and then we'll move on to the the other stuff number one you need a good exacto knife Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a good yeah. razor blade knife, like a box cutter of some sort. What you've got to do, one of the things you've got to do, uh, and this is learn the hard way, you can pull on that stuff all day long, but until you cut the paint and the caulk and anything else that's in there that keeps those things together, you think about it, it's a 1930-something house. It's been painted, what, 47 times? Mm-hmm. You know, um, And it's probably got, those older windows have probably got a pulley, a rope and a pulley. Mm-hmm. for them to go up and down. So be very careful once you get it cut open. Mm-hmm. When you try to open it, don't just open it and walk away from it because right. it's going to slam back down and now you need a whole new window. P.S. If you're uh, uh, cutting you know, cutting these areas where, where uh, it's splitting the window from the wall, uh, if paint chips fall off, don't eat them. That's, I'm just going to throw that in there. Yeah, don't even. Never a good idea. Yeah, well, we talked the, the other week. We were talking about people or uh, the lead issue with old sure. paint, but try not to eat it. And try I think not you'll to be eat okay. it. If you've got a, a wet vac or something, you can keep close to you to kind right. of be working with you as you go. And no just doubt. be patient. Well, just, just remember, disturbing that paint. Yeah, is the is the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You want some PPE? Yes, because you can breathe those particles in, and if it's lead base, 
uh, you're going to end up with an issue, a big issue, a, lo- a lot bigger than uh, hitting the gas line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be very careful when, when getting rid of that stuff because it is, you know, it's lead. Yeah. So. But you can cut them open. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can certainly cut them open. Just be very patient. You know, just maybe uh, – that's one of those things, and I tell people this all the time, and I have to remind myself of it. Just don't be in a hurry. Being in a hurry will get you in so much trouble. You'll hit a line because you didn't call 811. Right. You'll cut your finger off because you're trying to get all well, the windows cut open. Good point. Yeah, good point. <laughs> you know, just take, if you're, if you're a DIY person, just take a deep breath. Breathe mm-hmm. in, breathe out. One more uh, pointer I want to give. If you are working with an exacto knife, uh, a, a a box cutter, anything of that nature. Do not use those tools without gloves. Oh gosh, do yes. not use those tools without <laughs> I, gloves. I cut the tip of my finger off one time. Oh yeah, don't do it. <laughs> All right, we got one call left. Brian's on the line in Tupelo, and he's got a call. He's got a comment about those toggle bolts. Bolts I was talking about earlier. What's going on, Brian? Yeah, um, you can get the these toggle bolts that have like. It's almost like zip ties. There's like two rows of plastic teeth. Yes, I've seen and those. And there's a and there's a round piece with a threaded uh, hole that slides down those teeth, and that will end up plugging the hole. So you may have to drill that hole out a little bit bigger uh, for it to fit in. But when it zips down there, then you take the plastic teeth and just bend them up and down and they just snap off and make it flush and it'll, it'll plug the hole itself. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You know what that's called? Do you know what the, what what it's called? I think I've seen this. I I call them snap offs. They come in, they're, they're kind of in a long, uh, plastic poly bag, you Uh know, uh, and just in the toggle section, you'll find them. I think it's a easy something toggle but uh those things are great i've I've mounted uh i mounted a steel baby gate to a wall to keep a a teenager with autism out of the room and i mean he he could hit that gate pretty hard and it never budged that's fantastic you can mount tvs with them wow they they rate up to like 150 pounds huh okay just straight on the drywall not even on a stud all right Man, Brian, thank you. We appreciate that. I, you know, I think I've seen something like that. I've not used those yet. I've, I've used an old school toggle bolt, but not yeah, that. Yeah, I have to check I'm gonna that have to check out. That out. Yeah, yeah, it sounds even better. Awesome. Now. All right, folks, we made it all the way. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, and our guest Linda Waters from Atmos, Atmos Energy, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.